This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Empire. What if you could personalize the Pro Tour? Uh, their statistics, their replays, all kinds of information. So the digital world that is of importance to me is being overlaid in my digital world. And that's how we bring the digital and the physical world together. That's Dr. Jay Jayaram, co-founder of Kintar, where live professional golf can be layered with virtual experiences. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. What is the metaverse? Well, that's a complicated question, and it seems to have very different meanings for many different people, but there are tiers of it that include an all-around deep immersion in a virtual world to what Jay Jayaram and his team are building at Kintar, where real-life experiences can be personalized, and it feels like it's only the beginning of sports, and life for that matter, being intertwined with virtual realities. Our guest this week is Dr. Jay Jayram, who is the co-founder of Kintar, as we get into augmented reality and a number of different interesting and futuristic relationships with professional sports that may change the way you see the game. Hi, Dr. Jayram. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Let's start with, uh, with your company, Kintar. What exactly do you guys do? So we are creating a platform that will allow our partners and customers to create compelling augmented reality experiences that are tied to the real world. So our platform allows the blending of the real world and the digital world with overlays on the real world. Give me an example of this. Maybe you could use what happened recently at Sawgrass as an example of it. Can you kind of take us through what that, what the experience is like? So if you're watching TV at home and you're watching golf, um, you see the camera um, zoom in on a player. You see the player on the green or the camera pans over to the tee. They show a short trail, a graphic that comes from the tee, and they show where it bounced on the green and where the ball stopped, and you can see all of that. Uh, you're in the venue, and you want to be able to see that because if you're standing watching, you hear the tee, but you can't see the ball. Uh, you might be able to see the ball after it comes to rest if you are close enough to the green. But you do not know in how high the ball went, in, you know, how it traveled, uh, where, how did, how did, how it curved. You, you don't get to see any of that and there's no way to see that. Um, you can look at a graphic on your phone, but it does not translate to the real size and, uh, the real space around you. So, um, let's say that you want to bring this experience to venue. So you go to the venue, you pull up your phone, and as an augmentation to what you're seeing on your phone through the phone's camera, 
you point at the tee and you'll start seeing the traffic. You'll see the short trail. You follow it with your phone all the way to where it landed on the green and where the ball came to rest. Can you take me through the technology of this a little bit? How was this created to do this? It sounds amazing. So so there are multiple uh, core technologies involved in this. One of the easiest um, to explain is that people are creating maps of the world. Cities are being mapped. uh, Roads are being mapped. uh, There's data being collected. So every square foot, every square meter of the world uh, has some digital information uh, that is being collected. Now, to do an accurate overlay of uh, digital information on top of the real world and uh, to make sure that it is not off by several feet, you need to also know accurately where you are in that world. It's not good enough to have a 3D model of the world or a good map of the world. You also need to know exactly where you are and where you're looking, what device you're using. And that piece is missing uh, in current technology or was missing until Quintar uh, came up with a solution. So when you go to the venue and you pull up your phone, the phone needs to know where the phone is. And if you use GPS or other similar technology might be plus minus uh, several yards um, or and you might be off by you know 15 20 30 degrees in your direction of view and that would not provide an accurate overlay of where the ball is uh, on through your phone's lenses so our technology allows you to use uh, the phone and uh, using computer vision and ai techniques uh, we actually tell you where exactly you are it, it's pretty, it's so interesting. Um, so ultimately uh, I'm watching this through, you know, what the current technology is. I'm not putting on glasses yet. I'm not, I don't think I'm heading into whatever right. the broad version of the metaverse is yet for this. Is that kind of the grand vision of what you're building here? The easiest way to think about the metaverse uh, is in two pieces, right? There's a version of the metaverse where uh, you're in a com- completely artificial world. You put on virtual reality headsets and you're out there like a second world uh, that you might you might see out there. The, the version of the meta, meta, metaverse uh, that uh, we are focusing on, although our technology does apply to both, both types of metaverses, is the real world metaverse, where you are in the real world. You are in the physical space. Now, can we bring in more information so you're in an augmented real world so i'm if i have glasses on i put on my glasses and i have information uh, that is uh, that is important for me that's personalized to me that is overlaid with the real physical world around me uh, so if i'm at a sporting venue i have uh, information about my uh, fantasy players uh, with arrows over their, their heads showing where they are at any given time. Um, uh, their statistics, their replays, all kinds of information. So the digital world that is of importance to me is being overlaid in my physical world. And that's how we bring the digital and the physical worlds together. And so, uh, you know, that is um, the metaverse on top of the real world. Yeah. And uh, today you experience with phones, um, pretty soon when the air glasses come out, then it's going to be all around you and everywhere. So do you believe these two 
metaverses are both going to exist kind of side by side, or are we heading more in the direction of the full immersive metaverse that we're kind of all imagining that we're heading towards? You, you know, in the end, you there'll be no difference between the two, right? Um, if you think about, you know, I've been doing virtual reality, I've went to reality for about 30 years now. And when people, the differences between AR and MR and XR and VR and everything else, it's very simple. I mean, you put on headsets, you can see the real world and you have digital information. You, we call it augmented reality. You close out what you see in front of you and we call it virtual reality. And so now in virtual reality, can I stream in video of what I'm seeing in front of me? Yes, I can. So you're not really seeing the real world, but you're seeing a digital version of the real world around you. What do you call that? Um, so these worlds are not really separate worlds. They are a blend of real and virtual in a form. Because even when you're in the virtual metaverse, you are still sitting in the physical space. Uh, you are standing in your room or sitting in your room and walking on just your visual presence could be somewhere else. So you're never really separating out the physical and the virtual world, really speaking. So it's just a question of, to what degree and in what form they get blended and how you experience it. Those are the differences. Okay. So when you talk to fans who want to be part of this, what do they want? And then secondarily, when you work with your partners, say like the PGA Tour, what do they want to accomplish out of all of this as well? So if you if you think about all the, um, we, we could start with sports and entertainment, um, but really, you know, our, our platform and our technology goes way beyond that. Uh, it's really a platform, a foundation piece of the of the metaverse uh, in many different ways. But what the, you know, for example, the PG Tour is excited about is uh, they have a goal of creating a more immersive and engaging experience for fans. And uh, as people get more and more attached to digital information as they get more attached to statistics, as they get more attached to betting, as they get more attached to fantasy sports, as they get more attached to how they are sharing their information with others, uh, the the experience for the fans has to evolve with it. It cannot be the same experience that people have had for the last 50 years where you go to the venue and you see something on a big screen and you see the game in front of you. There's nothing personalized. Uh, in the digital side of the world, uh, or in the media side of the world, uh, from the person sitting next to you. You're all seeing the same thing, you're all experiencing the same thing. But with uh, AR, you can start bringing that personalization that people are used to with huh. data. And that's what, that's what excites them. And that gets the next generation of fans going as well, both in the venue and, and at home. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That personalization as you view it now, let's take golf um, as, as one of your partners here. Um, mm-hmm. What does that look like? Is that following my favorite golfer? Is that seeing their shots differently? Is that walk, walking the course with them differently? How, how do you kind of view the personalization aspect of this? So I, I was at the AT&T Byron Nelson yesterday, um, you know, with, uh, with our partners and uh, other customers as well. And we walk in through one of the entrances and I'm trying to get home seven. Now, uh, let's say in the future you have AR headsets and you put them on, they just say, where's old seven? And you look around and there'll be a big arrow uh, floating in the sky saying, hold seven is this way. And an arrow on the pathway in front of me saying, go this way. And I can say, you know, where's uh, my golfer? Where's uh, Tiger Woods? If I I wanted to see where Tiger Woods was, he'll put an arrow in a different direction and it'll give me information. He's over here physically, you know, where the space is. And that's hole number nine. And uh, I say, oh, you know, take me there instead. Now, that's a very uh, unique way of getting to where you want to go, different from uh, using GPS and using maps on your phone. And uh, then once you get there, uh, your personalization then kicks in with your say, information. Let's say you are doing prop betting with your friend, saying, okay, uh, with this group, golfer number one's tee is going to land within, it's a part three, it's going to be within 20 uh, feet from the uh, uh, from the cup. And when I look at the, at the green, there'll be a ring um, or painted on top of the green for me telling me where I've placed my bet that the ball is going to land. And when the ball lands, whether I'm near the green, I can see the ball, or if I'm near the tee where I can, from where I cannot see the ball, there'll be an arrow that tells that shows me where the ball ended up and whether I won or not. I mean, that's just a simple example of how, you know, I'm going to see something different from what you're going to see yeah. in the same location at the same time. <laughs> this may be a very existential question that has really no bearing with what you're building here because it's really amazing what you all are, are making here but how do you kind of think through we're all having a shared experience but we're all experiencing all experiencing it completely differently because we're choosing how to experience it even though we're all walking next to one another how do, how do you kind of view that yeah and and that's uh, exactly what, where the uniqueness comes in you're getting the energy of the stadium, you're getting the energy of you. You're, energy, you're getting the energy of the people cheering and clapping and when something happens. You are getting to see that long 35 foot putt happen right in front of your eyes, while you're also tracking how your golfer did at the same hole with that data overlay. So you're you're tapping into the energy of the venue while tapping into your need for having complete personalization of your experience. It's like the easiest way to think. Well, you you go to a movie. 
you're all watching the same movie, yeah. uh, but you're having popcorn and I'm having nachos. <laughs> uh, you know, that's my personalization of the experience. Yeah. This is the, uh, this is the epitome of you're having your cake and eating it too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. like cake. Well, go, go for fruit if you want. Yeah, that's right. Um, okay. Tell me a little bit more about what your goals are for other live sports. And I would think, I would assume entertainment experiences too, right? I mean, this is not just, this is not something I think that fits into the model of just professional sports, but concerts and all sorts of entertainment venues could probably benefit from these type of personalized experiences. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, we have uh, already started having discussions on on concert-related uh, potential partnerships uh, where uh, a fan uh, with a phone today and with a VR or AR uh, eyewear tomorrow uh, could have all kinds of experiences uh, ranging from uh, connecting with uh, other similar fans, connecting with your friends to seeing the, the music scores uh, above each uh, instrument that you're interested in. I could look at the guitarist and it will show me the music scores of the guitarist. I could show me the lyrics. It, you know, that could be very finding. There's personalization of uh, one of the, uh, one of the stars wearing. Uh, there's just so much information that's available. Uh, that can be used uh, to enhance the experience of the fans in the venue. Uh, it goes to concerts, uh, then it goes beyond concerts. I mean, there's, there's huge applications in in, the, in enterprise, in uh, in military, uh, in manufacturing, uh, in autonomous driving. Um, it just goes on and on. If you build the platform right, uh, then you just start expanding, you know, from one to the next. Um, let me get back to, to sports with you. Obviously, these venues have history attached to them. Um, and we're talking about a very, you are very present in your experience when you're there then. Can you bring mm-hmm. any history to life through all of this as you walk around the venue and study what's happening in front of you? Absolutely. Um, and that's where the augmentation comes in. You can turn back time. Um, all these digital spaces, uh, what they allow you to do is transcend space and time. You can be in one location and have the experience of a different location. You can be at one time and have the experience of a different time. Um, when you think of uh, history, historical data, um, what happened uh, in this golf course last year or the year before, or show me all the shots of this golfer at this hole over the last 10 years, you can see that and you can compare how things have changed. And, you look at the futures when you're predicting. And so the answer is yes. Once you're able to overlay the digital and the real worlds together, then your uh, experiences are only limited by the information that's available to you. Um, it, it's so interesting. We, we've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about trying to figure out a way to modernize the live experience. It sounds mm-hmm. like this is where you guys are, that... That's exactly the, right. the game yeah, is just not going to be enough anymore for people to to warrant them to come out and have the type of experience they could have on their couch with technology. People have been talking about how augmented reality uh, is uh, is a potential has a potential in the future for changing the world of sports. We are doing that today, and the key there is when you're at home, you want to bring some venue experiences to your home. When you're in the venue, you want to bring something that you could get at home, but not in the venue. You want to bring those into the venue and more. So when you put those two, it's two plus two. It's not equal to four anymore. It's 
with six or eight or ten. And that's where uh, things really start blending together. And since we are in sports, I mean, we've been to, built a fantastic team of people uh, with experience in this whole space. Uh, and that's why we have been able to rapidly get to where we are today in a matter of a couple of years. All right, last thing. Um, and I just want to go back to the idea of shared experience. This is so cool that you can personalize your experience at the venue in any way you see fit. How do you share that with others? And how do you think through the importance of shared experience and connectivity amongst fans? And so, you know, that, that's, uh, that's a great question because um, there's a lot of push uh, in the infrastructure uh, technology side uh, with 5G and more connectivity uh, for all fans everywhere and all people, all users everywhere, whether at home or in the venue and everything else. What that means is that you can have very low latency, high bandwidth uh, data uplink and downlink uh, for every individual, which means that it's data coming from one source going to everybody. So I could have my own group of friends and we could be sharing data at a much higher speed and uh, much higher fidelity than was possible before. And that fits in really well with uh, uh, how we are thinking about it because you could have a shared experience whether you're doing you know, fantasy with your own group of friends or you're doing prop betting uh, with your own group of friends. You're sitting at home and you're watching a tabletop uh, experience of the venue while you're watching TV. You're not taking, you know, the TV viewership away because they tell great stories on TV. So your TV is on and you're watching the sport and you look down at your tabletop with your glasses on and there's a, a holographic video coming from the venue on your tabletop where I'm placing my bets, I'm drawing my own graphics and my friends sitting around are also viewing it and sharing it, and they don't need to be physically around the same table. They could be at their home, but virtually around the same table through AR. So those are the kind of shared experiences that are coming up in the future, and they're not that far out. It's all really amazing. We'd like to catch up with you down the road. Dr. J. J. Ram from uh, is the co-founder, CEO of Kintar. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. On the next Future Sport Podcast, can you train your brain to train your body better? And we do it in such a way that is designed for the time crunch individual. We're all super busy. And, um, you know, you're not going to spend, uh, in most cases, half the time to spend an hour meditating, uh, you know, or, or adding more responsibilities to your day. But if you can fit it in and, you know, as short as two minutes and also have clarity on where you're at, yeah. track it over time. All those incremental gains will really add up. That's Sun Sachs, CEO of Rewire Fitness, where mental fitness and readiness are his believed key to all-around performance. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.